Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Knights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this because you want to hear our uncensored and unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movies, so kick back, grab a snack, and thank you for being a part of the conversation. Before we get into it, <laughs> a few off-the-top things. One, I'm going to put a link in the description below for the Podcast City Network, which we are a part of and very thankful for. They have tons of cool podcasts there about sports, movies, a whole kinds of things. Just please check them out. And also in our description, we're also going to leave a link to our good friends over at the Great Movie Radio Show. We'll soon be on their podcast. We've recorded our session. We're going to work to one day hopefully get them on ours. And uh, they're really great guys who talk about the Great Movie Ride and just all things movies over there. So we ask that you please go and give their website a visit for us as well. Thank you. And now that all that's out of the way, why are you trying to make me laugh? I'm not trying to do anything, dude. I'm just watching you give the uh, awesome intro. It's a lot of hard work being on this side of the table. I know, dude. Okay. It's a big responsibility. God. That's why you have a big hat. All I want is a little respect around the house. Okay. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what, what the trailer for that me. just came out, by the way. It looks an, fantastic. Yeah, starring uh, Jennifer Hudson. Which will probably, at this rate, come out in 2025 with the way <laughs> movie theaters are looking. I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, no, that, that movie does look awesome. So quick off the top, if you, have, if you haven't seen the trailer for, I believe it's called Respect. I think so, yeah. If you haven't seen the trailer for that yet, the Aretha Franklin biopic starring Jennifer Hudson, check it out. It looks great. Give her all the awards already, because I love her. She's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got a bunch of movie news to talk about. We're also going to dive into certain things in regards to things like... Uh, Ryan has an idea for a new segment called the Unpopular Hot Takes, which we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. And uh, we might just shindick a while about movies while we're out here. Yeah, it's unfortunate that a lot of uh, a lot of news is happening, but it's happening here and there. And, and unfortunately, with our recording schedule, we aren't able to stay on top of like all the recent news. Because uh, we've missed a few big headlines uh, just because of our recording schedule. Um, but we do have a few stories to talk about nonetheless yes Uh, so do you want to go ahead and take it away with the first story absolutely for the first story we're gonna kick off something that's a little bit just close to our heart okay um this came to us from empireonline.com but it's been confirmed through various um reliable sources Mm -hmm. Uh, bruce campbell was in an interview recently the good old bruce campbell that we love and there's going to be a new evil dead movie yeah. It won't star Ash, and it won't star uh, Jane Levy from the 2013 Evil Dead film. It's going to be just a brand new Evil Dead movie, which was originally called Evil Dead Now. Now it's called Evil Dead Rise. It's going to be written and directed by Lee Cronin, who is an independent filmmaker who recently just made his first feature film, I believe, called The Hole in the Ground. Which we actually just watched the trailer for just before turning on the cameras, and it looks horrifying. Yes. We haven't seen it, so we don't know... I don't know if it's a good or bad. We haven't watched it. And but, I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, but so. the trailer looked very scary. Correct. So it, watching the trailer, I definitely was like, I'm going to watch that before Evil Dead comes out because mm-hmm. I really, really want to see it. And I will say Evil Dead Rise is a way better title than Evil Dead Now. Yeah. Like Evil Dead Now just doesn't make oh, sense dude, to me. I hope they bring the the back. Can you imagine if it was the Evil Dead Rise? That would be cool. Fingers crossed. That would be cool. But the uh, script is being penned right now by Lee Cronin, Mm -hmm. uh, who also wrote Hole in the Ground, which is an interesting concept, it looks Mm -hmm. like. And also, I just love that Sam Raimi is kind of plucking an independent first, like, Mm -hmm. early filmmaker out to make it, because that's kind of what he was at that point in his career when he made Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. So it's just just nice to see him kind of go back to that respect and be like, let's see you, and just kind of grabs him. Well, he has that Doctor Strange money. He does have that <laughs> so Doctor Strange money. He can afford it oh, if yeah. they muck up. 
Uh, but nonetheless, oh, yeah. after watching that trailer, I can say I definitely have a lot of faith in it. Especially, like, I have a lot of faith in Sam Raimi and who he believes in uh, because Crawl was fantastic. It was completely underrated, went under everyone's radar, and that movie is bonkers fun from beginning oh, to yeah. end. Uh, and no one had really heard about that movie before, and I don't believe I've ever heard of that filmmaker. I can't remember their name off the top of my head, but um, I remember when it came out, it was like, this director, and I was like, I have no idea who that is, but... Uh, hopefully Sam Raimi believes in him enough and this guy has watched and you know loved the Evil Dead movies just like everyone else and yeah. uh, is able to do right by it mm-hmm. okay, I'm sure they've had plenty of meetings about everything going on and absolutely that's gonna be it's gonna be really fun I love Evil Dead I'll always go if they put it in the theater or on TV I love the show as well so mm-hmm. More Evil Dead is never a bad thing so I'm just really looking forward to the final news that there is going to be a new Evil Dead film. absolutely uh, moving on to our next story uh, this one comes to us from The Hollywood Reporter. And uh, you like J.K. Simmons. Yeah. I like J.K. Simmons. I love them in Whiplash. But more famously, we love him for being J.K. The J. short J. or the movie? The, the movie. Okay, okay. God. Had to clarify. I hate you. <laughs> no, but uh, but more, more famously, I should mm-hmm. say, he's known for being J. Jonah Jameson in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, but also... Spoiler alert for Spider-Man Far From Home, in the mid credit scene, he shows up, and he kind of came back. It's clearly a different version of the character, but just seeing that was really fun and really awesome. Well, he was in an interview where he straight up confirmed that he's not done playing J.K., or playing J. Jonah Jameson, and that he's going to do it more. And the reason why I kind of made this a news story is because when we saw him in Far From Home, it was widely implied that like oh this was a one-time like stunt thing mm-hmm. just to see him and just get, as like get, fan like, service. Get, like a pop in the audience yeah but apparently that's not the case i'm gonna pull up his quote he was in an interview and he said the following well yeah i'll be back as jameson that's the short answer there's a future for J. Jonah jameson after a several year hiatus he showed up very briefly for those who were wise enough to stay through the credits of far from home there is one more JJJ appearance in the can, and from what I'm hearing, there's a plan for yet another. So hopefully, JJJ will continue now and forever. Wow. So it sounds like he just loves being this character. Yeah. Yeah. And if you um, read some of the stories of him coming on set from Far From Home, apparently, uh, I was listening to something that the director, John Watts, was talking about. And he said he came on set, and when he said when he first walked on, he was kind of like a lost puppy because he was just like, oh, oh, like it's a brand new set, and it was very last minute addition to the film. He goes, he sat down, and then I was just like, okay, action. And then he, as if he never left, just hopped right into it and That's started awesome. doing it. And he said, the director said, I ruined the first take because when he started, I just like screeched. And I had to say cut and do it again because I screamed so loud when he started doing it. That's awesome that you can get into a character that quickly, that easily, that iconic of a role for oh, you yeah. as an actor, and yeah. then make your director, the person you're working for, just freak out. Like yeah. that's yeah, and, and and even for like people who dislike the Raimi Spider-Man movies, everyone loved J.K. Simmons. Absolutely, he was so good in it. But uh, what are your thoughts on um, J. Jonah Jameson continuing in the? Marvel Universe or the Sony Universe. We don't really know which movies he's mm-hmm. going to be in, but just what are your thoughts on just J.K. Simmons coming back to, to play this role even more? Well, honestly, I'm very curious to know if, like, originally it was just, like, a one-and-done, like, fan service kind of a thing, and then once Disney kind of shot themselves in the foot with the whole Disney-Sony deal, if Sony was like, here's our ticket to connect the universes. Uh, so I don't know the like, timeline on them signing him for more appearances, mm-hmm. But if that's the case, then 
good job for Sony for putting him in Far From Home just as like a fan service thing and then capitalizing on it and then connecting the universes because like he said, he has more appearances coming up. So the next like Spider-Man related movie is Morbius with Jared Leto. uh, And we already saw Michael Keaton in that at the end of the trailer. So uh, and it's not just Michael Keaton. It's the vulture Michael Keaton from Homecoming. So I'm very curious to see if he's going to be the one who connects the universes at first, and then later Tom Holland will join. Maybe Tom Holland will be in Venom 2, mm-hmm. and then they'll talk about Spider-Man and Morbius. Uh, ultimately, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, I think that they're going to go that route of having J. Jonah Jameson connect the universes. Yeah. And by the way, we haven't forgotten about our Morbius bet with nope. the Spider-Man painting, which I will win. We'll see. It's going to happen. We'll it's see. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, but speaking of Michael Keaton... Yeah. Wow, we're just going with great segues. I know, but like this news, okay, when this news dropped, I won't lie, I was having a really horrible day. Let me me give you some background as to the the day that I was having, right? So um, this is a little bit of personal information, but um, Florida unemployment's terrible, and I still haven't gotten any since March. So I woke up the other day, still having no unemployment, so I woke up like 75% mad. So I was already like, ugh, like every day I wake up without it is just really upsetting. And then uh, I was told by my boss at the movie theater I work at, like, hey, we're going to have a virtual meeting about when we're going to reopen. And I was like, oh, great news. Great news. So then, and then my girlfriend's dad came over and her brother. And I was like, hold on, because we were going to go to lunch. I was like, hold on, I got to have this meeting really quick and then we'll come back. And then I go and have this meeting and he's like, we're going to open on July 3rd. And I was like, yay. And then he was like, but you're not coming back till July 24th. And I was like, oh, oh. And then I had to walk out to them and they were like, what they tell you? And have me be like, I'm not going back to work till the end of July. And then, uh, so like the day was just shit. Like everything was horrible. I'm trying to like be in a good mood as I'm eating and, you know, trying to put that facade on of like, oh, no, I'm not upset about anything. And then my phone, because I get some like notifications from like Hollywood Reporter Variety, pull up my phone and it says, Michael Keaton in talks to return as Batman for Flash movie. And I kind of did one of the... And I just, like, stopped what I was doing. And I was like, why is no one else freaking out about this? Why? Everyone! Do you see what's happening right now? And I, like, literally had a moment of, like, my entire day just turned around Mm. by how excited I am for this type of news. Oh, my God. It's exciting as hell, dude. That's awesome. I know, and and I started, and it we should. It's not finalized. Like they haven't finalized the deal, and it apparently, under all accounts, it's very, very early in the negotiations. But nonetheless, extremely exciting. And I, God, I really hope it happens. But I'll go into it more. But basically, um, right now, the plan for the Flash film that's starring Ezra Miller, directed by Andy Muschietti, the director of It and It Chapter Two. Okay. Um, apparently, they are trying to get Michael Keaton to come back and play Batman. Not just Batman, but the Tim Burton Batman. Oh, that Batman specifically. Yes. Wow. So they're already like, so somehow there's like a multiverse thing involved in this. It's not exactly confirmed, but like apparently it is that Batman that he is going to be playing. And I've heard other, it's not Hollywood Reporter, but others have commented that it's looking like he's going to be like a mentor type role and that they don't know the extent to his i know where you're gonna go hang on they don't know the extent of his role but they're saying he could be like a nick fury kind of character in like the dc universe going forward 
So clearly it looks like they're planning some sort of multiverse type thing, which a lot of people thought they were going to do Flashpoint, which involves like Thomas Wayne, yeah. which is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. But apparently that is not part of the story, and the story they have involves Michael Keaton's Batman. Which, holy shit, are you kidding me? Michael Keaton is Batman? First of all, if this happens, thank you, Michael Keaton. Because for a while there, he was done with Batman to the point where he did a movie about not wanting to play superheroes anymore called Birdman, which was great. But then he was like, all right, Marvel, I'll take your big paycheck money to be Vulture. And then now, you know he got a phone call from Warner Brothers like, would you play Batman again? And he was just like, ha, I never stopped being Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm really, really, I love his Batman. I'm really, really curious to see if this pans out. I really hope it does. And like, this may sound really stupid, but I'm excited because if he's playing the Tim Burton Batman, that means they're going to like redo the sets from the Tim Burton movies. And I love the sets mm-hmm. of the Tim Burton Batman movies. They're very so underrated much. and they don't yes, get talked about so a lot. They're so great. And I just want to see like that Wayne Manor mm-hmm. again. Like that'd be so awesome. Oh my God. Can you imagine if like his Batmobile, see, I'm already like fucking... Going I, in, fuck yeah. the Flash! I just want to see this movie, <laughs> but but uh, but uh, this obviously has me through the roof excited, and uh, I know what you're going to bring up, and we'll talk about it. But before you bring that up, yep. what do you think about this news, and do you hope it goes through? I hope it does. I think it, it's serious enough to write an article and for them to have some sort of negotiations oh, yeah. started, because DC would have had to have said something to entice him to come back. Like, hey, you won't have to put on the cowl and like turn around mm-hmm. yeah. everywhere but at least be bruce wayne and he's like i could be bruce wayne no problem um so i'm hoping that i mean i don't see why he would have any reason to put on the cowl mm-hmm. uh but if he's bruce wayne that means he's gonna be a mentor go ahead means we might get batman beyond and if we get batman beyond i will be <laughs> fucking through the roof Terry growing McGinnis. up that was my favorite 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 iteration of batman similar to how like everyone connects to spider-man because he's a young teenager like that's why i loved batman beyond because he was Mm -hmm. just this 18 year old high schooler just always getting into trouble this like punk futuristic world yeah it's so fucking cool Mm -hmm. and if you use the tim burton sets or something that looks like that then you could kind of go with like the Mm -hmm. punk futuristic style and oh my god i would be through the roof if we get bat if we get batman beyond i think he has the coolest suit an 18-year-old Batman is just such a such a cool idea. I I don't know. I'm I'm through the roof about it. If I it's not confirmed that that's yeah. what's happening. No, 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 no. Like this is all speculation. Yeah. But if it happens, I'm going to be hey, so excited. If this movie comes out and he's in it and people all people talk about is Michael Keaton in the movie, then you know it's going to run through their heads. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know there's going to be that one filmmaker at one brothers that knocks on the executive's door like, "Excuse me, have you ever heard of Batman Beyond?" Well, especially since Batman Beyond had such a huge following, like yeah. with the TV shows and it, then... it only ran for like 3 seasons too. Like yeah. It, was, yeah. it was very very short lived. I have HBO Max and Batman Beyond Return of the Joker is on there. Oh, that's right. Which rad. was such a good such a good movie (sighs) yeah but how do you feel about batman beyond if they do take it in this direction again all speculation i love batman beyond i think it's very interesting and i think if you're going to do batman beyond and you get someone who's played bruce wayne before to come back and do it that would just be so cool if they announced it i'd be excited and i would love it but i also like I'm not like waking up every day in the hopes that it happens. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I don't want them to jump the gun too. Like I want them to like put them in the flash, see if the audience responds to it, see if 
you know, he I think he's going to do well, but see if like people are like rad and excited to have him back. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you drop him in another DC movie and then if people really go nuts, then Batman Beyond, you know, just try yeah. it out. And like two or three movies deep yeah. then introduce yeah. Batman Beyond, yeah. Yeah. That would be that'd be so cool. And just I know that you said like he probably won't be in the cowl. He fucking better be in the cowl. <laughs> are you kidding me? At least give me one shot. Give me could you imagine one scene of Michael Keaton in the cowl where he or they redo the scene from Batman 89 where he holds up some poor bastard and says I'm Batman, but it's like 65-year-old Michael Keaton. If he is in the cowl, then it would have to be in the Batman Beyond movie cuz then it could like show that he's like way too old for this and then has to give it to like this kid. Uh, and train him and well, mentor you, you, him. You could, you could plant those seeds in the Flash movie. Early. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because you could bring up the kid's name, like he's a troublemaker yeah, in and out of yeah. So, um, oh god, I'd be so excited, so so excited. I hope it happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, there's another point I was gonna make, but I can't. Oh yeah, what uh, what other Batman could you make? Because like you said, if you do a Batman Beyond, you'd have to do a Batman. Or it, it would be better if you brought a Batman back. So. Who has been Batman? Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton, who is the perfect age to be old Bruce yes. Wayne. You Val have Kilmer. Val Kilmer, which no, if you ha- if you have seen him recently, mm. no. Here's an interesting one because he didn't get the chance to shine in his movie. George Clooney. George Clooney would be such a bitchin' Batman with the right filmmaker and like, well, like Joel Schumacher was well, a good Bruce filmmaker, Wayne. but like, but like, he, but like the right like style and time mm-hmm. would be perfect for George Clooney to be Batman. I feel like he played Batman at the wrong time. Well, he hates it. So yeah. there's no way he would no way he would return. Uh Christian Bale. Christian Bale which he's not old enough to be like the old yeah. man you, Batman. You could olden him up, but he's probably done with all yeah, the makeup yeah. and, and shit. And Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck which he is still he's young done. and he's yeah. done. I mean, so. he, I mean he's getting close to 50, but well, and then no, because then if you do Flashpoint, it'd be Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but he'd already be yeah. Batman. And you can't do Adam West because unfortunately he passed away. Mm-hmm. But man, how cool would it have been if Adam West was the fucking old man Bruce Wayne? <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, I mean we're we're getting way ahead of ourselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's fun to think about. And I will say, as soon as I saw Michael Keaton as Batman again, I was like, oh shit, they might do Batman Beyond. Like I thought about, mm-hmm. I did think about it too. But uh, I hope that the talks go through because clearly there's a point in their story for this character yeah so if the talks don't go through i wonder like how they're going to replace them like do they reach out to like bail or something like i don't know but we'll see but regardless and i have a feeling it's not going to be a huge role i feel like it'll be a semi-small role mm-hmm. that you'll see in like the second trailer you might see like michael keaton like oh, that'd be so awesome but uh yeah and at the what key- if they bring back the score for 89 oh man like Mm, things to think about. I think at the DC Fandom Conference in August, I think when they do the Flash panel, that like Michael Keaton might zoom in, and I will scream like a little girl if they do that. Hmm. That would be awesome. But anyway, yeah. we, we got one more story before we get to our unpopular hot takes. And something you're actually passionate about, because uh, yeah. before we were, we were even recording, you were just you know going on about it because you were uh, pretty pretty upset about it. Yeah, like and uh, my my feelings have died down a little bit. Mm-hmm. After reading it more and thinking about it more, but recently, this comes to us from the Hollywood Reporter as well. Um, the Film Academy has granted agents, act- actors, agents, representation, the right to vote for Academy Awards. And I don't know how I feel about it. Because when I first heard it, I was like, well, this is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like, they're just going to vote for people who 
they represent. You know, they're only going to do this. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, there are actors in the Academy who could just vote for their friends, but I don't think that they would have the integrity to do that or the integrity to, they have integrity and they wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so then why am I being shitty towards the agents? And, I, and then I thought about it and I was like, I don't know. But something that the article brings up, because they bring up this worry um, I'm quoting the article here. It says, Others, however, have contended that the agents come with the built-in biases that will lead them to support their own clients or their agency's clients, risking the possibility of, you know, block voting. But in parentheses, it says, That argument has always been somewhat undercut by the fact that public relations specialists who are in a similar situation have had an academy branch for decades already. So it's like, okay, if that's the case, and there's only been a handful of academy awards that, like, are completely, like, bullshit, you know, then I feel like this isn't going to have a huge impact on what's going on. And the article also points out that, well, it's like, it's, it thinks the, the writer of the article thinks that this might be another attempt to get more, you know, women and diversity in the Academy voting group. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I see that. And also um, my worry is, you know, what's going to benefit from this? Because recently the Academy has done a very good job not only diversifying their voting group, but just reaching out to more independent filmmakers. And so a lot of indie movies are starting to fi- like come right back into the race. I mean, they've, it's always been indie movies, mm-hmm. but the mix of blockbuster and indie has been very nice because you're getting people who are not only great filmmakers, but also film fans to sort of be in there and doing this. And I just don't know how many agents are actively participating in movie watching or how many just working off the clock to get their clients work. You know yeah. what I mean? So... I'm curious as to how people, other people feel about that. You know, let us know in the comments how you feel about agents being able to vote for Academy Awards. But it initially rubbed me the wrong way, but it's slowly bothering me less. But I'm still not all the way for it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So go, go ahead and give me some of your thoughts. What, what, do you, what do you think about this whole thing? Well, I won't say I'm completely on one side or the other, but for me it just doesn't make sense why agents would be voting for... Um, voting for academy awards like it it just i don't know i would think that only the people in the academy should vote for the academy awards like how it is adding the agents just doesn't make any sense and maybe we'll have to see how it plays out maybe uh there's outrage against it and they take it away much like the popular category yeah um but ultimately we'll have to wait and see i don't think that it's a good idea but i'm not fully on one side or on the other uh, it just, you know, it doesn't make sense why they would have agents voting for their clients. I don't know. It just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, no, I... And, and, and I can't even, like, begin to wrap my head around why they would think that that's a good idea. Unless someone somewhere made a great argument in front of the Academy board and they were just like, yeah, okay, works for me. Yeah, no, um... I, I don't think it'll get as much blowback as, like, the popular thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you already check, like, the social media activity, like, it hasn't sparked a huge thing. And I think it's partially because none of the insiders are being hurt. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, it's only a gain. Yeah, because, like, cause, like, if I was an actor, if I was a high-profile actor in Hollywood right now and I found out, oh, my agent might be able to vote for me, I wouldn't. I'd shut the hell up. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's an extra vote you know? that you get yeah. that you yeah. may not have gotten before. Yeah, and it will definitely increase participation in voting. Mm-hmm. But you know, will it be biased? Will it not? You know, maybe I'm being maybe I'm being an asshole, and that I don't think I don't know if they'd have the integrity to do so and keep it to the best. But you know, maybe I'm just overthinking it too much. But 
I will say it still initially rubbed me the wrong way, and I'm still not entirely sure how I feel about it. Now, is it every single agent, or is it only the agents of people who are in the academy? A- agents in the academy, but like they've always been part of the academy, but they were never part of a voting branch. Like, but they could get screeners, they could okay. you know watch things, they could go, but they could never vote. Now they're just giving them the right to vote for things. Okay. And it seems very, I mean, it's more intricate than that, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, because it, I don't know, it, like, you have to be in the academy to vote. Mm-hmm. So if people, if actors who aren't in the academy, if their agents are able to vote, then I feel like that, that would really sway the votes. I I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's going to well, be... It's going to be weird to see, but yeah. like I don't think the results are going to be too swayed by this. You think it'll still be like the best? Because like I will say, yeah. this past year with this past Oscars, mm-hmm. I was pretty happy with the way they turned out because I feel like everyone mm-hmm. who won deserved to yeah. win. And it was a really unpredictable year. Like mm-hmm. the year before was very predictable, and they really turned it around that following year. So I, I think that. Maybe some good will come out of this, and I'm overreacting. We'll see. But uh, but it did rub me the wrong way at first. And mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, in the long run, if this is going to turn into more of a conversation. Yeah. But we'll see. And I, it, doesn't also, it doesn't really specify when it will take into effect, but I assume it will take into place immediately, or else it would have stated otherwise. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I just thought that, that was worth bringing up more talking about. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about agents now having the ability to vote for Academy Awards? Let us know below in the comments. All right, Mr. Warner, I'm going to let you take this next section away because I thought it was a really nice and brilliant idea that you had. So go ahead and introduce this one. Yeah, so my idea behind the hot takes was we take some popular opinions held in the movie industry and we kind of give our viewpoint on it because we are going to be in the minority for it. Uh, so the 2009 James Cameron Avatar is regarded as a great movie. Uh, it broke records at the time for being like the number one uh, movie at the box office for a while until Endgame came out, which is an incredible feat that that movie was able to do. Uh, but I will say it is a mediocre movie at best. On a technical level, it is outstanding. It is phenomenal the way that they were able to have the visuals, the technology that James Cameron invented for that, that he's inventing for the sequels that will come out in the next 50 years. Uh, it's just I think behind the camera, it's fantastic, but what you're watching story-wise and substance-wise, it's mediocre at best. Like, it just, I don't get attached to it, and I don't know why people, like, are drawn towards it so much. Okay, I both agree and disagree. Okay. Um, I agree in that I don't love the movie as much as other people do. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of it's Pocahontas in space. It's dances with wolves in space. You know, it's it's like it's nothing crazy new ground instead of story in terms of just basic storytelling. Mm-hmm. But in terms of how the story's told, like the 3D that they like it literally relaunched like the popularity of 3D for like the next 5 years, yeah. even though it never reached as good as it was for Avatar and the world building and like they created whole languages, a whole culture like I think that the effort and the um, attention to detail of that movie is insane. It should be commended. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the actual working on a basic story level, I'm kind of with you in that I do believe it's overrated, but I don't think it's bad by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't think it's good enough to... Des- I mean... No, I'll take that back. I was going to say I don't think it's good enough to have its own land at Disney, 
But when you think about the world building and the culture that they created in a language and even they then, created, just, just like the, the pop cultural renaissance that it had, like it came mm-hmm. out, it broke the record for the biggest movie of all time, and it was like a standalone movie. Yeah, and it, and the thing is, it only opened to like seventy million dollars or something, and it, it just, just had stayed. legs. Yeah, and then worldwide, it kept going. Like especially over in like the Asian countries, like people were going nuts over that movie, mm-hmm. and it was just such an interesting world that they built. And, you know, and like, I thought the characters were fine. I thought the villain was a little stale, but like, you know, yeah. but overall, like, I think it's a good movie, but I, I, I will use the word overrated though. Like I didn't think it was as great as many people thought it was, mm-hmm. but all of the shit, like James Cameron's been doing like the R and D for the film industry for like the past 30 years or so. Ever since he made Piranha. Yeah. <laughs> God. Cause after Piranha was what Terminator, Terminator. then Abyss, which he yeah. literally, made the second CG character mm-hmm. in all of yep. Hollywood history. And then, and used then that as used a precursor that, for the T1000. Which that man is just doing incredible work behind the camera. Like, that's undeniable. But mm-hmm. as far as, like, paper to screen, it's just, it lacks there, I think, for uh, Avatar, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see that. And I can see how that's sort of, like, an unpopular hot take. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting, interesting point that you bring up. I both agree and disagree in different areas. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, uh, but do you, ha- do you have a hot take? Overrated or? is a word that I would use to describe the movie, though. Absolutely. But overrated doesn't mean bad. And underrated doesn't mean good or bad, either. Like, that, that word does not mean good or bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. I do have a hot take that I believe is unpopular in the film world. You're very, you're familiar with Martin Scorsese's work. Some, not all. Well, what many people consider to be like his unofficial like gangster or mob trilogy is Goodfellas, Casino, and The Irishman. Like they're kind of mm-hmm. like, they're kind of similar movies. Yeah. And um, many, many people consider Goodfellas to be the like pinnacle movie of those three and really one of the most pinnacle mob movie like people like have it like godfather goodfellas like mm-hmm. that's like how people see that movie to them and well i think God- goodfellas is a great movie i think that casino is a much better film than goodfellas and i think that it is really overlooked and underrated i think people i i don't want to give excuses as to why people don't like or like a certain movie but i'm just fascinated by how people don't recognize that movie more Mm -hmm. because it took the storytelling of goodfellas because goodfellas kind of created the thing of the mob movie that was told via narration and first person about someone's life like it it kind of invented that style Mm -hmm. and then casino the person who invented the style in goodfellas went to casino reinvented the style and made it different and more unique while also having just a similar DNA to Goodfellas but executing the things better that weren't done as well in Goodfellas and just increasing it and improving it on almost every level at least to me mm-hmm. I thought that even the cast worked better together I thought on just a directing standpoint it was great and I won't spoil it specifically but like it also messes with narration because mm-hmm. there are three different characters that narrate the movie just like it'll go from pers- perspective to perspective and, you know, when someone's narrating the movie, you're like, okay, well, this character isn't going to die. They're narrating the movie. Yeah. Well, literally in the middle of someone's narration, they get killed and they stop mid-sentence in the narration when they die. And it was just like, oh, like, and it came out of nowhere. It was a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that, how he kind of toyed with the audience's expectations and then perfectly executed it. And this isn't towards the end of the movie. Like, it's about halfway through. Yeah. And it was really, really, for my generation, it was kind of like... I'm going to make a really weird comparison here, but bear with me. You know Call of Duty 4? Oh, first, my God, yeah. The first Modern Warfare game? 
how you're playing as several different characters. You, you play as, I think you play as two. You play as Soap, and you play as another guy. I forget the the other mm-hmm. character's name. But then that character gets nuked, like halfway through the game. Yeah, and you're like, oh, like okay, like the, I, it was kind of like that when you watch the movie. Okay, like it was one of the main characters who's narrating just gets offed, and you're like, uh. wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah, and it was really really crazy to see, and not just that specifically, but like Sharon Stone gives an excellent performance. Just the overall camaraderie with the cast. The violence was short but intense. Just it, it was Goodfellas done with a different style in a different era and done better. Mm-hmm. And I it just hurts my heart that more people don't recognize Casino for what a great piece of cinema it actually is. It's one of my favorite Scorsese films. It might be my favorite. I'd have to really sit down and think about it. Right. But I love Casino even more so than Goodfellas. And that is my hot take. That's an interesting take because I must say I disagree. I think Goodfellas is way better than Casino. Uh, And however, I will say this. I've only seen, I've seen Goodfellas maybe two or three times and I've only seen Casino once. Uh, When I was watching Casino, about halfway I was kind of lost. Like I didn't really know what characters they were talking about just because I feel like every 10 or 15 minutes they're introducing a new character in their relationship to another character and it just feels like that there's a lot going on and i just wasn't able to follow maybe if i watch it a second or third time like the same amount of times as i've seen goodfellas maybe i will appreciate it better uh but just going right now i must say i disagree with you but that's what makes it fun about talking about movies is you're not always going to agree Mm -hmm. um but i just i can see where you come from about how he took everything that made Goodfellas good and then tried to do it again and make it better, mm-hmm. which I can understand that, but I must disagree with you on that. Okay. Okay. It's all good. That's why they're unpopular hot takes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all good. But, uh, but yeah, thank you for adding that segment. I'd like to do more of those on the episodes to come. I'm already thinking of more like in my head. Yeah. Do. I mean, if you guys have hot takes or you want to get them, our yeah. opinions on it, yeah, drop them. I'm, yeah. I'm very curious to see what you guys have in store and what you think would be fun to talk about. Yeah. That'd be really, really fun. Thank you guys. And, uh, that'll... superhero movies are universal rides or, uh, what is it? Theme park, theme park rides. rides. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, my hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of course, Scorsese. Yeah, right. No, but uh, but that's gonna pretty much do it for today's show. A little bit of a, on the shorter side, but kind of got down to the point there. Yeah. Um, where can they find us, Ryan? Online. Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's Movie Nights, and Twitter and Instagram, it's Knights underscore Movie. Uh, we are most active on Facebook, but it doesn't hurt to follow us on either one of them. Yes, and uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this. We're gonna try and bring some more content to the channel and uh we're going to start working on videos together Mm -hmm. most of the time might be a rare occasion where it's one of us but for the most part we're going to try and do everything together we're going to try and work out a new schedule and make sure everything gets much easier so make sure you do follow us on the previously mentioned social medias to kind of keep updated with the content we're going to be bringing you and if you have a certain type of content you'd like to see more of please let us know in the comments below and uh, that's going to pretty much wrap up today's show thank you guys so much for watching and we'll see you next time Bye bye